now know that we should actually start with our genius idea, which is uh, an Instagram account called First Fit Back. Yeah, okay, so this idea kind of um, started from us talking about, like, yo, what are you going to wear when it's, like, finally safe to go out? Like, we got all this indefinite amount of time to plan, like, what fit is going to be. Like, it better be well curated. It better be, like, fire. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, there's however many many billions of people in this world, and if we're going to say that, like 30% of people care about what they wear. Like that's still like maybe like a billion people that are so excited about that first fit that they're going to wear. And what this Instagram account, we're going to get people to submit when they finally get to go outside again, when everybody is healthy and safe and there's no more social distancing, first fit back, you know, take a, take a flick of your first fit back, submit it to us. And then we're going to have um, a billion photos in the archive. I think it's a genius idea content forever basically the the thing is i i think your percentage is a little high estimating that 30 percent of people care what they wear (laughs) you don't think you don't think three out of ten people care bro i live in georgia like (laughs) there's some schlubs man there's some people that don't care about their fits at all bro but i would say it's probably more more like a three (laughs) percent but that's still a lot of people (laughs) Yeah, three percent, three percent based on our incorrect math would be like three million, which is or one no million forever. Yeah, this is a this is a historic failure in mathematics right now. Is all I'm gonna say. I mean, we're gonna have so many photos. We're probably gonna have to have a museum built to house them all. Yeah, no, we're definitely gonna have a gallery. Uh, uh, I think we were talking about a coffee table table book as well. Uh, the book, the book deal is definitely coming. Um, so you, you, we actually signed up uh, first fit back. So F F I R S T first fit back. Follow us. Um, you know, get your first fit ready. Did you think a little bit about what your first fit's gonna be after we talked? Because I thought about it a little. I mean, this goes back to you know me and like my sneaker of the year last year was the um, Sakai waffle. So it's probably gonna be a crispy pair of those. Um I can't I can't stop wearing them. They're so fun to wear. Uh they look so good, but the two pairs I have are kind of beat up now. So uh before this is all over, I'm gonna have to secure a crispy pair. So probably it's gonna have to be it's gonna be a fresh pair that you're gonna undies. It's gonna be a fresh pair. I'm gonna undies something wild and it's probably gonna be that. And then I'm gonna build the fit from from the sneakers up as I do a lot of times. Yeah. And you, you made a good point too, that you can't be busting out like all your new shit. Like it's gotta be a carefully, yeah, wear- carefully tailored fit, right? Yeah, you can't wear all the styles at once. Like you can't, you yeah. can't be like over clashing, like all these brands and colors and patterns, like, unless that's your thing, you know, but like, you can't come out looking like a completely different person. Like we're going <laughs> to, you're going to be rocking a hat because I don't think anyone's getting, getting their haircut unless they're self haircutting, which I know is a thing. Yeah, man, I have not touched, um, not, I've not touched any grooming stuff uh for a couple weeks now i'm just kind of letting my facial hair and my hair grow out and it's like getting bad 
but I don't know what to do. Like I've kind of resorted to uh, just kind of seeing how I feel until I can't stand it anymore. I might just shave it all off. I don't know. Wow. So you are going to step out a different man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, I mean, <laughs> when I say, when I say shave it all off, I mean like the sides, like I'll let the top grow. Like I, oh, okay. You, know, you not, should, you should shave a uh, Atlanta United logo on the back. I don't have those kinds of clipper skills. <laughs> Well, what's the worst that could happen? Man? You just chop it all off anyway. You've seen all those memes where it's like what everyone's going to be looking like once af- afterwards, and it's like all these pictures of people with terrible haircuts. <laughs> Yo, Barbershop's going to be charging a premium, man. I know, man. I'm all, well, they got to make up for lost time. Yeah. You know what? That first tip, that first tip is going to be nice to, to the barber. First tip back. First tip back. I think. I think we might have a franchise on our hands, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, it's basically first, first whatever. Yeah, corona. first, first meal back, you know, like not, not oh, even dang. first, sit, not even first sit back too. It's like first, first cop, like first thing that you cop, where, like you're actually going outside where, to cop you, something. Where are you going to eat as soon as you can? Uh, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Chinatown and, and probably have uh have seven meals in a row. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. And keep it, keep it, uh, keep it with the Chinatown. I, I'll probably go to Marcel in Atlanta. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Marcel. So for, for people that, that don't know, um, this podcast is, uh, aiming to be as exclusive as possible. Um, so you're going to hear a lot of just random uh, references and shout outs w- with no context. This is the most audience unfriendly <laughs> podcast that you will hear during the quarantine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's whatever, man. I mean, like I, our audience here is uh, they're quick, they're quick to it. So they'll, they'll pick up on what it is. There's nothing better than uh, hearing something random on a podcast and then going down a rabbit hole, Googling it. And, and just Yeah, man. Well, we, we, we're going to be sprinkling rabbit holes everywhere. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Nashburn, you know? So anyway, like, are you going to introduce me or what? Oh yeah. Shoot. That's right. So, um, you know, uh, because I'm because I'm a boss, I'm my own boss um, on, on this podcast. I will be uh, using my delegation skills. Uh, so I'm asking all the guests to just introduce themselves so I can do the least <laughs> possible. <laughs> I'm going to have to do the least possible amount of work uh, possible. Yeah. Well, considering considering I couldn't even uh, press publish on, on our first recording. Uh, I have terribly failed uh, on this end. Nothing makes me more upset than when I fail at something that's content related. <laughs> like it really just eats away at me. Um, and it's like, so... <laughs> it's like, like at the laziest possible level here, and you still couldn't get it up. I know. But it's all I, okay. I was listening to to our podcast that that will not be published, and I was like, man, this is fire. Anyway, uh, please introduce yourself. All right. My name is Larry Luke. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a big fan of our city. And by that, I mean, I love uh, what people are creating here in the South um, and in ATL specifically. I think Atlanta influences a lot of things in like music and culture and even sport. Um, We're going to win some championships one day and it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm a fan of all of our teams and sometimes that's uh, great. Sometimes it's not so great, but it doesn't matter. I'm here. 
and uh, I'm going to rep where I stay. And uh, aside from that, I am a graphic designer, and um, I've worked on the agency side. I've worked in-house and um, also a huge uh, sneaker community person. Um, so I just kind of stay involved in things. I write blogs for Nice Kicks sometimes. I've done a lot of sneaker media here and there. So I think I have shared that in common with Alex sometimes, but I would say Alex is probably more in tune or gets more invites to those kinds of events, but uh, I've done them before. And I think that keeps me um, excited because it's kind of a hobby of mine. So uh, sneakers, Atlanta sports, graphic design, that's kind of my thing. Tell them about you being on the cover of a magazine, man. Oh, man, I'm, I'm like, I don't like to brag about myself, but. Um, oh, yeah, yeah Asian Humble. We, we need to bring back the Asian yeah, Humble combo later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like an Asian humbleness where it's like not bragging about stuff. But um, I was on the cover of Atlanta Magazine last year, and uh, it was kind of a surprise thing. Um I didn't think it was happening. I was interviewed for an article about working from home, which I do. And um, then they were like, all right, we need you to come in um, to for the photo shoot. And I thought it was like a photo shoot with like all the people they interviewed for the work from home article. And uh turns out I was the only one there. And I was like, yo, where is everybody? And they're like, oh, no, we're shooting the cover today. And I was like, oh, dang, okay. Um, here we go. And then the next month later, I was uh, in the grocery store on the magazine aisle. <laughs> yeah, that must have been that must have been super cool. I want to go back to I love how I let you introduce yourself. And now it's back to being about me. I want to go back to uh, go our it. first our first fit uh, conversation, because that's all I've been thinking about for, for the for the last 12 hours. So you're going to have a fresh pair of Sakai waffles. Have you thought about, yeah. you're going to work from, you're going to work from the bottom up. Uh, like what else? What, what could be a potential fit? Okay. Well, it depends on like what season it is. Like if, if this thing all blows over by like middle to late summer, then it's going to be hot here in Atlanta. So probably do like ACG shorts, um, maybe a long sleeve tee, but it's probably going to have to be t-shirt related. Um, and then I'll, and then some kind of like hat, I'll probably do something like online ceramics hat or something like that. Um, but then if it's like fall in Atlanta, you get like way more options. I could do track pants. I could do like a skinny jean, like, uh, it just like allows for more, um, flexibility with the wardrobe. But when it's hot here, man, you just don't want to wear a lot of clothes. You yeah, know, but you were here last summer. Yeah, if it's if it's summer, definitely maybe a pair of Jordans. Uh, no, actually, maybe not. Um, no, I gotta think about this a little more. I actually didn't think about the fact that it'll probably be summer. Maybe, yeah. I mean, but also, have you seen the the um, the space hippie shoe that Nike's putting out? Like, it's supposed to come out soon, and it's like mostly recycled goods. It's like a real sustainable story behind it. I actually um, haven't seen those shoes. Those shoes look like they're chunky, but like, and all all like granola crunchy looking. Like they're so weird. They almost remind me of that Nike ACG Dog Mountain. I know you have a pair of those. Um, I love they're those. They're kind of more like they're like they're like a hiking shoe, but they have funky colors. Um, 
this is kind of that, but like a little bit more crunchy looking even. And um, if I can get my hands on a pair of those, I might wait to like undies those. Uh, yeah. So, so for for all the all the Nike representatives that are tuning into this podcast, um, just uh, shoot us a yo, DM, man. Let's let's make this happen. Yo, any anyone in sneakers like sponsor this now, and, and, also, <laughs> and, and send us like friends and family stuff like immediately. Friends and family I, in, in, immediately. Um, and, and Larry's yeah. gonna be on this podcast as well. He's on pace to be on this podcast like every day. Um, and we're going to spin, we're going to spin this off into its own thing. It's like when friends, uh, spun off and like did Joey, um, like this is going to be a whole separate podcast where, where me and you are just going to chat. We should actually, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about was puck bros and, and how like, well, I think we both recently got into like hockey merch. You want to get into that? That's cool. I'm really excited to talk about that, actually. Yeah, I, so, so what what are the recent pickups? You've had a lot of pickups, I feel like. Yeah, so, I mean, backstory of me, I, I love Atlanta so much, but I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and uh, in 1999, the Stars won the Stanley Cup, and that was big for me. Um, so uh, I was kind of trying to chase that little high lately, so I bought a lot of Dallas Stars stuff. Um, Dallas Stars like championship hat, uh, like the one that they wore on ice when they won. I got that. Um, I was like watching it on eBay for like a month, and then it one finally popped up for like thirty bucks. So I was like, yeah, I gotta get that. Um, some championship pins, like I know pin collecting was like pretty popular a few years ago, like with that pin trail wave and all that. So um, I got one. I got a few pins. And then um, I got the Dallas Stars, like, Winter Classic jersey from earlier this year. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's fire. Yeah, um, you did they, send it to me. Like, the Adidas does a really good job. Shout out Adidas, right? Like, they do a really good job with designing, like, the Winter Classic and, like, Stadium Series jerseys for the NHL. And I know the NHL is kind of like not looked at like a, one of the bigger like major league sports as much anymore as they were like in the nineties. So I don't think a lot of eyeballs see that shit, but um, the winter class, I mean, the creative team just does such a great job with the winter classic stuff. And then when I saw the stars were playing the winter classic, I was like, Oh, I got to get that. Um, so I got that. Um, and then also being from Atlanta, I did go to a lot of thrashers games when they were here and they moved. Um, forget what year now but feels like forever ago but chasing down old atlanta thrasher stuff i've been doing that a lot um that branding was like so disgustingly 1999 like it was like terrible color palette like the logo like i think it used to be called like they would call it like the soup bowl because it literally looked like a bowl with like a spoon coming out of it even though it was supposed to be like a bird playing hockey or something uh so in a weird way, it's like nostalgically gross, but uh, fun to look at now. Um, so I've been kind of buying hats and um, jerseys of, of theirs as well. Yeah, that's a lot of pickups. I um, I got uh, recently got a New York Islanders the Fisherman logo jersey. Mm. Yeah, that I've always been. Flames. Oh man, it's so fire, and and, and like the vintage dealers know it because every. Fisherman piece is just so overpriced. This one I have is just a blank on the back, and it's their road jersey, 
and there's like autographs on the front because I think the team autographed it and it was like it, it it was at an auction and eventually made it to a vintage dealer so it was a lot lower priced and I got it at like a Christmas sale at, at in vintage we trust the, the local store here shout out to them um, and yeah that's that's that was like the that was one of the I'm really proud I'm really happy with that one would you cut would you consider that one of your grails yeah, and it's one of those where I'm like, man, I'm probably only going to wear it, like, three times ever. Like, wh- what am I going to do, man? Like, I got to rock that when I, like, roll up to, like, the Hockey Hall of Fame or something. I might need to do a photo shoot at the Hockey Hall of Fame, man. It's just down yeah, the street. first to the back. Oh, man. First first to back. Oh, man. Yeah. The autographed Islanders jersey. That's cool. Oh, man. That's In really the summer cool. heat, too? Damn, let's go. Oh, man. You, sometimes you just got to force the fit, man. You have forced the season. Like, I mean, are you a Leafs fan? Like, you follow the Leafs and stuff like that? Yeah, I was a big Leafs fan growing up. Like, obviously being in Toronto. And my first jersey was a Matt Sundin Leafs jersey. And mm-hmm. I was a pretty big hockey head. I think you just are when you're into sports as a kid, especially here. But I think after their last lockout or a couple lockouts ago, um, I just stopped watching hockey. I think honestly, I was a little bit turned That's when off. Most by people stopped watching. Yeah, and, and I think I was just a little turned off by just the fan base because the fan base isn't very inclusive. Like it's not like basketball. It's not like the Raptors. Yeah, I mean, you kind of want to be part of a community that's like welcoming, um, and, and, and invites uh, people that are new to the culture in as opposed to, like, gatekeeping and, like, not letting people, like, participate. Um, I find that very much so with uh, – I always say this to my friend Zach. Um, I don't – yeah, you met Zach. He, he's a um, big Manchester United uh, supporter, and I don't have an EPL team, but, like, by proxy, I, like, follow the EPL just because my friends talk about it all the time. And I'm always like, oh, maybe I'll pick a team. And they're like, well, you can't pick that team because – blah, 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 and blah, blah, whatever reason. There's a lot of gatekeeping that happens in the EPL. And I'm like, well, screw this. Like, they always snubs. Like, let me just enjoy MLS and, like, you know, I don't need this kind of stress in my life, right, uh, of of always, someone always, like, checking me, like, well, how long have you been a fan of Newcastle, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, let's, let me enjoy this. Um, if that's happened in hockey for you, I'm sorry. Um there's not a lot of hockey fans down here in Atlanta anymore. So I'm like the only one. And uh, so I don't really talk about hockey with anybody. So I'm allowed, I'm allowed to breathe and let it be like my own thing. Um, yeah, I think that's cool. You know, I, I think for me to hear the fandom is just, just crazy. Like you can't, like, I remember one time I went out and wore a Wayne Gretzky LA Kings jersey and and Gretzky and the Kings had beaten the Leafs in 93 when they had a shot to go to the Stanley Cup finals and I was just out at this bar with 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 a couple buddies and these guys like diehard Leafs fans like older dudes like legit wanted to like kill me because I was wearing that jersey I was like yo I just like silver and black bro yeah, I know. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of like pent up aggression. And then, like, I think hockey is one of those sports that inspires a lot of hooliganism, just because like of the nature of the sport itself. 
Um, I think NFL has a lot of that too, but with hockey, like fights are kind of like part of the game. Um, and that like trickles down to some of the fans. Like they think they, they want to like take things into their own hands sometimes, which is, I think is corny as fuck, but whatever. No, it's crazy corny. What are the fan bases like in Atlanta in terms of the major sports teams? Like, is it very completely separate fan bases or is there a blend? There's there's blends. I mean, I've heard numbers of like the the least amount of crossover is Major League Baseball and uh, MLS. Like, there's not a lot of like crossover Atlanta United and Atlanta Braves fans. That's like statistically what they've said. But I know a lot of people that are. So I don't know that I don't know what the where they're pulling those numbers from. Um, and a lot of that might just have to do with the fact that people attending Atlanta Braves games. Um, the Braves stadium is not downtown, uh, whereas all of our other teams are downtown. So maybe they're just pulling from demographics of, like, who's actually attending the games or whatnot. Um, and there's surprisingly not a lot of overlap between Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United, even though the owner is the same and they play in the same building. You you would think it'd be more like a 30%, 40% like overlap, but I heard it's, like, more like 10%, 15%. Uh, which is weird to me because, like, it's literally the same stadium, you know. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think I think we have, like, really strong fans. Uh, we have a really good supporter culture, especially for soccer and baseball, like, when we're doing well. Um, but I would say, like, with a lot of our teams, a lot of fan base didn't grow up here everyone's like transient. So they bring their own teams with them when they, when they move here. Um, and then we get a bad rap for having like a bad fan base or people that don't show up for games. It's because we are a transient city, but I would say our diehards are always there. And uh, when our teams are winning, you know, like you saw when the Hawks won uh, 60 games that season, we sold out almost every game. Like people show up for that stuff. Um, and there were no superstars on that team either. You know, it wasn't like a LeBron's on our team, so we're going to sell out the stadium every night. It was like Paul Millsap, who I, I love that dude because he works hard. But so maybe other people saw that too. Um, so this is me defending our, our reputation as sports fans. Like we're yeah, all the, the the Atlanta and you is coming out, bro. Yeah. Well, I mean, you asked me to come on your podcast and just blast off. So here I am. Um, here, there, there you are, man. There's, I mean, we're here, and I, I, I would say like it's going to be more evident like when one of our teams does win it all, like you'll see. Yeah, I will say you, you took me for for an Atlanta United experience. So I visited Larry last year. He was kind enough to be my tour guide and, and let me stay over at his beautiful place. Um, even opened his uh, his air mags. You showed me your air mags. What else did you show me, man? You showed me a lot of cool stuff. Your bait mugs. <laughs> you you laugh at all my bait accessories. <laughs> yeah, so I so mean, the bait the bait accessories. Why do you why why do you like bait accessories and not say like Supreme accessories? Um, Supreme to me is like there's no design involved. There's it's like Futura on a red box you know, feature typed out in Supreme on a red box. Um, and you just slap it on anything, slap it on a pair of white Air Force Ones and suddenly Supreme Air Force Ones and we're supposed to care about it. And uh, 
Sailing Ape is like creative to me. And also it was like started by an Asian guy and um, people all over Asia wear bathing apes crazy. And they like, I love that. Like it, it's my ability to participate. I would say like lots of times when you see like a non-Asian person rocking vape, it looks like weird on them. Um, so like I get to own, I, I get to have a little bit more ownership in bathing ape. I feel like, because like it started in Asia um and that's just like me uh kind of like feeling more connected with that brand yeah you know it's funny at, at all-star weekend in chicago i was outside the hotel and there was this like 15 16 year old kid um who of course was a was a rap producer and he like saw me wearing my babe shirt and he was like yo that's a crazy uh, throwback shirt. I was like, yeah, I bought it in high school. And he was like, yo, how old are you, bro? And it just made me feel really <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Like, no, but Babe was, like, Babe was like the thing, man. Like in high school, like I remember when I first saw like an Asian kid show up in one of the tees and I was like, yo, what is this? Yeah, man. It's just, it's just fun. Like there's always something creatively interesting to look at on a big piece. Even if it's like the most plain bait piece out there it has like a cool illustration on it still like there's something like fun about the design like you never it's not it never, never takes itself too seriously um so i just i just enjoy it and um i think it keeps me youthful keeps me young you should have said to that kid like yo this shirt is old enough to be your dad <laughs> no man every every time i remind him of my, of my age i go into a bit of a spiral you know <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really gonna dress like this when I'm 50, you know. Same, bro. Same, bro. I'm gonna be like that grandpa with the fit pics on the gram. <laughs> we we should start that account too now for ourselves. Yeah, but the Asian version. Yeah, the the Supreme stuff is interesting. Like the box logo, the whole thing is my thing with the streetwear stuff now. It's like the Supreme Box logo is now just a sign of like for Asian kids to show that they have wealth. Like that's all I see when I go to like Chinatown. It's just guys in like the Supreme Box logos, like an off-white belt, Balenciagas, like the Supreme North Face collab jacket. Like it's just a sign of wealth. Like it's not even a style thing anymore. Yeah, it's not like you like it's not a considered like you you put this fit together, right? It's just like throw it on because it it's supposed to be expensive or whatever. And um, that's just not fun to me. Uh, not knocking. Like, I mean, Supreme has done cool things in the past. Like, I'm not knocking that, but it's, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times they take the easy way out creatively, I would say. And it's not that fun to participate in. Yeah, I still think some of their graphics are, are fun. Meanwhile, resellers love to, like, like buy box and buy supreme and then resell it so like it, it also feels like very slimy to like uh participate in like supreme culture that's a hot yeah, take i would say that that that's pretty hot but you, you got some hotter ones um <laughs> you, you you unleashed some hot takes last night but i know you got more in you um yeah that's why i've i've just been looking at harley davidson vintage tees uh almost caught two more last night Really? 
I yeah, mean, what found, is it about what what is it about Harley Davidson that gets you like excited? Like what 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 are like the subliminal messaging that like kind of like interests you? I think it's just the I think it's just the uh, we talked about this the uh, the Americana graphics like like the American patriot and there's just like the patriotism and and mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird time. Well, we can have this conversation again. It's just a weird time to to be like, oh, should I be wearing something that represents like the U.S.? Should I be repping the flag? Especially, and especially, US, like, especially with what the U.S. looks like right now. Yeah, but you were saying part of your thought about this is taking the flag back for yourself. Yeah, I, I think I can redefine what the flag means to me. Like the flag, I, I'm an American and I am proud to be an American. I'm not proud of like some of the decisions our leadership is are, are making right now, but it doesn't mean like I can't still uh, take the flag back. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I think it's important for me to sometimes like bust out and not be afraid to wear like my Braves hat that has the American flag on the side, like the flag patch. Like I should be, uh, I shouldn't have to think twice about like wanting to wear that. Right. Cause I love my team and I love uh, my country despite um, the way things might be going down right now. But um, I do have the power to change that too. So um, yeah, I'm taking the flag back, bro. Yeah. That's, that's uh I, I think that classifies as a hot take as well. You're taking an entire flag back, and yeah, like I was, like we we're saying too, the the U.S. anthem is a banger, like compared to it is flat. the yeah. the, it's, Cana- it's, the Canadian it's, anthem, it's like flat. Yeah, like I don't, I always get chills to the U.S. anthem. I mean, I get chills sometimes to the Canadian anthem too, like when when Toronto made the NBA Finals, but the U.S. anthem's a hey, banger. Hey, riddle me this. Riddle me this. So, like, when the Raptors come play at the Hawks, they sing the Canadian anthem and then they sing the the United States anthem after. Do they do it the other way around when, like, the Hawks are at the Raptors? Yeah, it's it's uh it's uh, always the U.S. anthem first, and then they'll have and a main the singer for for like the Canadian anthem. And uh, yeah, no. Oh, it's, gotcha. uh, I, I guess I don't realize it, but that only happens when, like, in the NBA, when when the Raptors play, because otherwise it's just one anthem. Yeah. Well, Yo, like, tune in, tune fun. into this podcast for an anthem breakdown, man. Let's go. I think any any time it involves a Canadian and an American team, they do both, right? Because like MLS does that, and um, so does I, I would say probably NHL does that too. Although I haven't been to an NHL game in a while because we don't have a team anymore here. Yeah, the other problem is here in Toronto is it's impossible to get lease tickets. Like the the only the only way is through like corporate hand-me-downs because like a lot of corporate companies here have a lot of seats and like boxes and things like that. And what is up with that? Like, there's the, the people don't like put their tickets on StubHub and stuff. They do, but like they're like ridiculously overpriced. It's like going to like a Grateful Dead concert or something. Dang, that's like a lot. Yeah, and like you could, you could go to like a game on a Wednesday against like uh, whatever team, but it's not the same experience. Like you want to go see like Toronto, Montreal, or something like that. 
Yeah, well, I would imagine that would be like hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to get in the building. Yeah, probably three, four hundred. That that should be another thing too. Like when the global pandemic is over, what's the first thing you're gonna just splurge money on? You know. I mean, I'd probably a meal. Like I said, I'd probably go to Marcel and go buck wild. Um, <laughs> order that. I'm gonna order that seafood tower and eat it all by myself. <laughs> yeah, um, just just picturing that is giving me FOMO right now. <laughs> you got to come down for that, man. Yo, I'm coming uh-huh. back. You you invited me, and you know, I trust me. I never say no to an invite, as uh, as all brands uh, realize. I show up to every event just in case. I would say when you were here in Atlanta, we had a great time. Oh, we had a we had a wonderful time, and we're and worthy of like repeating stuff, you know. No, for sure. It repeats, and there's probably things that we still need to do. I need to go try the wings at, what is it, the local? Yeah, we got to try the wings at the local. They had sold out when, when you were here last time. So I saw the local this weekend. It was doing, like, um, walk up to the patio and, like, order wings and then go wait in your car and they'll bring them to you, you know, because, like, contactless uh, ordering or whatever. Um so like every restaurant's like shifting to like still trying to somewhat stay in business with the skeleton staff, and I just hope they they can survive. And it would just suck if like all these like great local places we love like went out of business. Oh yeah, and and we're realizing now like what the real essential businesses are, right? And and what's a community without those restaurants, those go-to places? Or or even shops too. Like like I know I keep going back back to retail and shopping. But yeah, well, yeah we had a good love cop gear, bro. Yeah, no, cop copping yeah. gear copping gear you can't stop. You can't stop. Once you cop, you can't stop. You go to no. you go to Uniqlo like every other day. So like what yeah. have you been doing not being able to go to Uniqlo every other day? Uh, my nightly routine, well, my routine now is when I wake up, I'm in content mode. Like today I was editing our podcast that didn't work out. Uh, so I'm like all afternoon I'm in podcast and and content mode now because I feel like it gives me some kind of routine and then I'll eat Mm -hmm. and then, and then at night I chill, like I'll watch something, maybe read something and and I definitely end the night spending two, three hours um, just online browsing vintage. Have you been doing FaceTimes with the friends and with the homies and stuff? Not too much, like more like just the group chats and checking in on my parents um, and and things like that. Um, Yeah, but I I know everybody's been posting their like 19, 19 friends on Zoom chat. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like the only way we can like super like see our friends faces, you know? So that's like why we're doing it. Um, and you've been doing puzzles. I've been puzzling like crazy. I just got into puzzling, I would say two weeks ago. Um, but it's something to help pass the time. I bought a PlayStation four, played it for like two days and I'm like sick of it. So I probably shouldn't have caught that. Um, but I wanted to 
maybe use it to like connect with friends and like play like FIFA or something with like the homies. But um, I'm just not a gamer, man. It's just like too nerdy for me. I'd rather yeah, like I- share memes and laugh than like uh, like pretend kick a soccer ball. Yeah. yeah, I think I think gaming, I'm with you on the gaming. I think you have to be really good at gaming. The thing with me is, like, I never had the patience to be good. Yeah, a lot of it's patience, too. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, I, I want a game with my friends, but I want to treat it like it's an arcade game. Like, we're at the bar and there's an arcade there, and I just want to be able to, like, mash some buttons and, like, and make jokes. And uh, a lot of games these days, especially, like, Xbox, PlayStation stuff, even Nintendo these days, like everything is all about like there's like a there's like a curve to getting good at something, and I don't want to put the time in. I'd rather no. I'd rather just like look at memes. Yeah, unless I, unless unless we're like being paid to game or something, like there's an end goal. Well, man, that's a whole weird thing. I have like mixed feelings about that. Like with children these days, they like want to grow up to be gamers. I'm like, yo, like, if you really wanted to be, like, poor and miserable, you should be a graphic designer. <laughs> and you mostly worked from home before, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I've been 100% work from home, which and makes it's, this less of an adjustment period for me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because same for me. And it's funny to see and read about all these people adjusting to work from home life. I really don't think work from home is that hard. You have to smart, like know how to like close the door and, and like focus. Um, but I don't have that problem. And um, my job is still like conducive to like a little bit of chaos anyway. Like being a creative, like you can have music on, you can um, kind of like have, TV or Netflix going in the background and still be able to focus on your work. Um, even when I was in design school, like I would just post up in the middle of the school where people were walking around. <clears throat> so I could just talk to folks uh, and like work and talk and chat and see what people, other people were working on and give feedback. Like, yo, come over here and look at this. Like I felt like that was like where I thrived. And um it's kind of the same, like working at home with just like dog barking and someone coming to the door, or like, you know, taking phone calls, having the TV on, the music. It's just like all that, like I can still cut through and get my work done. Um, and I think there's an adjustment period for people, but they'll get used to it. And I think it's going to be really cool when a lot of companies see like, hey, we can still be just as productive with people work from home. And hopefully there'd be more flexibility in the future for like uh, people at uh, corporate jobs to like take more work from home time or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I was thinking about, this is crazy, but you know, the all-star game when they had that Elam ending and they were playing to a score, right? Yeah. So this is what corporate companies need to revise their thinking because they they get these people to do these nine to five jobs. So, so they're basically like a typical NBA game. They're playing to a time, like you're playing timed, but you should switch. Yeah. You should have an Elam ending for work where you're playing towards like just checking off certain tasks a week. 
And if Larry gets that done on a Tuesday and everything is done, then that's it. Like he's good. He can work from anywhere. He can get his work done whenever he wants. Like that nine to five yeah, structure has, has to break down, man. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like you're not hitting your numbers. You're not getting the job done. Well, then you're fired. But if you are, then there's no reason to like try to make you change to this desk in this office in downtown Atlanta. Like, what's the point of that? You know, uh, it only it only increases stress, right? Commute stress and uh, being away from like your loved ones, stress, like all kinds of stuff. Like nine to five, like when do you go work out? Like when do you like go like do stuff for yourself? Like especially with work from home, you know, I see you. You're like at the gym like random times a day, or you're you're like out to eat. Like you need that to fuel your creativity. You need like the flexibility. Yeah, I used to work the nine to five, and honestly, the the most difficult thing at a nine to five is pretending to work. Like you just pretend to work for like half the day, <laughs> and then you look at the clock and you leave. You're constantly pressing control tab on your keyboard, flipping between like your fantasy team screen and like a work screen. Dang man, yeah, you're right. And I look at pictures of myself from like back in the agency days. Man, I was kind of fat, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I wasn't like, I wasn't my healthiest, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 ever since I started working from home, I was able to take care of myself better. Yeah, that's, that's uh, the, you that's need good. to have your own, you need to have your own routine. You can't have someone else telling you what your routine is going to be day to day. But I mean, these people go to the gym at like six in the morning or they'll take lunch break and go to the gym and shower and come back, which I think is psychotic. But hey, if it works, it works. I don't know how you can get a workout in and showered and eat food like in one hour. What? Like I, I'm just like slow, I guess. I'm just like lazy. I don't know. But it, doing it, it at be, my pace really helps me. It'd be sick to have like a lunchtime like like pickup game or something though. Like if your company was cool enough where there was like a whole basketball court. Are you into that? Like when you were when you were at like a nine to five, were you into like the Hey Alex, like after work on Thursday, we're gonna have a happy hour. Like everyone from IT is gonna be there. Like, are you into that? Like, I'm. Like, I did. Nah, I did. I I did some of that, but I think that was just because I was young, and and you feel like that's the thing you need to do, right? To to yeah. to network and, and things like that. Um. Yeah, but it's it's the the thing that bothers me about companies now is just how much they create this like fake social vibe just to not only get you to buy in, but to get you to just stay at the office. Yeah. It's like, we're going to top golf after, so you got to stay at work. And I'm like, I don't want to go to top golf with you fools. Like gross. Top golf. Top golf looks kind of fire though. Yeah. With your homies. No, it's so like, true, man. It's, it's the company you're with, man. I guess it is. It, it's the company you're with. It's the culture, I guess. <laughs> but I, I just like I can't do it, man. Like the the more the people that work with me like find out who I am, like the more they probably won't want to work with me anymore. You know, like I, plus you you I, plus you I, might I, not want you might not want people who work with you to know that much about you. Like you might just want them to know Larry the designer. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I I can't help it, right? So sometimes like I, I blur the line and I'll just start like hating on stuff because i love to make fun of things and then <laughs> you're a hater man you're a top level hater <laughs> i love to clown on stuff so so if 
I'm not, if, if, if I'm in a work environment, like I'm going to do that, you know? Uh, and, and then people are probably like, yo, Larry's like wild, man. Like, like he, we, uh, we probably like should find a way to transition him to another team or something like that. You know, like, I, I, this guy's not even in the group email stuff. threads anymore. Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly. Exactly. Like really great work on this, uh, this concept, Larry, but like, we're going to actually, um, go ahead and send your art files over and then we're going to have you get started on this other project. Yeah. So Uh, we're we're moving you to the BCC line on the emails, bro. And then don't even reply. um, (laughs) Don't even reply ever again. (laughs) Man, like the work culture was crazy too. Like in, I know a lot of people like use Slack, but I can't do it. Like, I cannot use Slack. I feel like it's just, like, nagging me at all times. Yeah, I had someone like, reach out. To, I had someone reach out to me uh, just with, like, a content opportunity, and he asked me to download Discord because that's where they chat, and I was like, like, that, I was just like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, like, it. I think it gives, like, the person on the other end, like, a an open lane just to, like, throw shit at you. And then you have to handle like, oh, but handle it like when you're on hours. And it's like, nah, man, like, I don't want to like wake up knowing that as soon as I open Slack, it's like you you just like vomited all this stuff my direction. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's the uh, thing, man, because like, well, like for me, the experience obviously is in sports and like sports obviously doesn't go on a nine to five cycle. Like things are always happening. But it's like you can't make people go into work and also have them available 24-7 on Slack. Yeah, exactly, right? Because it's like, oh, I just thought of it in the middle of the freaking night. And it's like, well, cool. I'm glad you thought of it. Why don't you marinate it on, on it before sending it my way, you know? Like, uh, it just, I think it, it, it encourages more of an on 24 hours a day kind of habit, which is not healthy for anybody. And I think people should use emails more. I think there's too much um, of business and like content brainstorming that's happening just via casual text or, or DMs. Like whenever people hit me with that stuff, I'm like, yo, I, I know this is annoying, but you got to just email me. Like I have to have all that stuff in one place <laughs> and in a place where I feel like I can reply to on my own time. Cause I'm the worst. Like yeah. if I get a message, I have to reply to it right away. Yo, Alex, did you see the TikTok I sent you? Like, what do you think? Can you add, can you add that to your your article? Also, I'm always, like, exposing myself because I don't reply to messages until, like, 1 in the afternoon and, like, emails because, like, sometimes that's just when I wake up. And, like, I, it's hilarious, though, because, like, you can always reply to, like, editors and people will be like, yo, sorry, man, I was on a call this morning or something that came up. You can, like, that's, this is the age of, like, vague, vague excuses. Vague excuses. What? Man, then then you feel like you're being judged too, right? You're like, oh, this guy probably was sleeping in. What a lazy fool, whatever. And then you got to yeah, overcompensate. I feel like that stigma has to end too, man. Like, I get my work done when I get my work done. Like, I, I, I don't ever feel like I'm being judged for that stuff. Yeah, man. Don't, I mean, don't apologize for being you. All right, Tony Robbins. Um, (laughs) We should brainstorm. This is the most obnoxious. Yo, it's hilarious. I'm like, yo, this podcast is probably pretty short. We're almost on an hour. 
Um, <laughs> Are you serious? Yo, I just checked my phone. We're at like 52 minutes. Um, that's man, why. Content kings, man. Content yo, kings. Le- legit, legit. Like, I'm not trying to hold you to it. Um, I'll email you this content idea, but you, you might need to be on like every five days. I'd like to be on uh, frequently. I think this is, I was actually um, thinking about this after we had recorded last night. This is really healthy for me. I just need like a place to talk my feelings out. This is like therapy in a way. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, for free. I won't, I won't even charge you, man. I'm doing you a favor. No, I'm going to charge you. You're hiring me, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're doing it as like an Asian favor. <laughs> What's an Asian favor? Because <laughs> we're both, we're both Asian. It's like I can text, uh, I can text Pablo Torre, but I can't text like Katie Nolan. Like Pablo could, would come on this podcast just out of uh, Asian pride, you know? Like there's certain oh, people that like you know you know what I'm saying like I can I can hit up Larry but you know not another designer. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it! I'm doing it for the culture, right? The Asian you, culture. Yeah, that's the part I hate too. Man. <laughs> Everything's for the culture, yo. It's like yo, I can't go to the bank and deposit this culture right now. This culture clout. Yo, the the culture is an overused term that ha- means nothing anymore. It really cult, doesn't cult, mean anything. Cult, culture means nothing. It's like, remember when hipster meant something and then it just went to die? Yeah, I don't know what hipster means anymore either. To be no, I don't even... I, yeah, I don't even know what it describes. But um, continuing on the theme of, of our goal of being um, as as exclusive and ignorant of, of the audience as possible, I think we should use this last, uh, whatever, 10 minutes here to to just do an on-air brainstorm of of potential like ideas we can do on 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 our future chat just like that okay um just brain brainstorm i had some thoughts i thought i may have sent you a thought or two last yesterday what did they call what did they call this in the in the creative world this is like a creative brief a brainstorm yeah i thought i thought that'd be like a cooler term for it I don't know, like creative. I don't know, man. I, I haven't been. <laughs> All right, I haven't been in agency for like four years. I haven't been in an agency, so I don't know what they're calling it now. Man, that's, agencies that's agencies remind me a lot of cults, man. Uh, except for all the agencies that I deal with. Shout out to all of you. Yeah, yeah you know, like there there are agencies out there. I would say that like they somehow get this clout. And it may be like who who is working there or maybe like some client that they had in the past. And then suddenly like everyone like wants to work there. Everyone's like kind of looking their the direction. But behind the curtain, it's like not not dope to work there, you know? Um, it's always that way. I would say it's like a grass is greener kind of thing. That's probably the case in a lot of business, actually. Yeah, uh, it's more, I see more just people joining places and, and they just start speaking the agency language and I'm like what's going on you don't actually believe this right um, but okay creative briefing um, episode one what um, what ideas should we do we definitely have to bring some like Asian specific ideas for the culture man what can we bring for the culture <laughs> <laughs> well I, one of my ideas was didn't have anything to do with being Asian but it was like What's what's your quarantine fit today? I think we that's like an easy jump off co- conversation starter for like 
uh, you know, just to get things moving. It's like, what, yeah. like you're locked up in your house. Like, what are you wearing today? Did yeah, you get I think, it off or did you break it? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a good one. And I think I might ask all my guests um, for what their first fit might be, you know? I think we have to we have to keep this uh, first fit movement going. First fit out. We got we got to build the um, the slow drip on that one. So when when it's time to launch the account, uh, there's already a lot of followers. <laughs> no, I have to DM. I really need to like uh, DM some people. Maybe uh, people connected to like four pins. It, it has to go out to the fit community. Yeah, like throwing fits. Those dudes. They've had some fire memes this week. Yeah, shout out to Mike Fitz, man. One one of my favorite one of my favorite pods. Um, okay, so uh, your first idea, unfortunately, was not for the culture. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, every oh, every can... every like four and a half episodes has to be Asian themed because, um, you know, that's my that's my bread and butter audience, man. What about we can we can rank like dim sum stuff? Oh, that that's actually a really good one. Might need to get my boy John on too, because um, yeah, I think three three John, is a good number. Me and John have been following each other on socials for forever, but like we don't, we like never met in real life. Yeah, I think we met that, through you. It's that mutual, it's that silent online respect, you know. You know, every once in a while we might throw a LOL at a story or something, but that's probably about it. Yeah, just to let them know you saw it, you know. Yeah. No, I like the dim sum idea. I'm I'm already gonna do one of uh, most annoying things about Asian parents. About Asian men. Asian parents. Yeah, we can do Asian men too if you want. Oh man, Mo- yeah. Asian parents. Let's start with that. Yeah, cause, yeah. Like, I was I was gonna talk about like um like my 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 mom right now. She's in Hong Kong, and mm-hmm. uh, she's like really paranoid about this uh, coronavirus stuff. So she's been WhatsApping me, like, articles, firsthand recounts from her high school friends, uh, like, all kinds of scary stuff. So, like, every day, you know, they're, they're 12 hours ahead of us. So every day I'm waking up to, like, uh, horror stories uh, via WhatsApp. So that's, like, um, kind of a, a mental hurdle to get over. <laughs> Every once in a while. Yeah, parents parents uh go hard on, on the WhatsApp. Uh voice messages too. Um uh, my, my mom my mom will send me voice messages and, and somehow she always cuts them up into like ten minute uh like like messages. Like I don't know why she just can't press record um and then just give me a whole minute message. So I end up getting like seven different messages and I just wake up to it at one PM and it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, hey, uh, the, and it'll be like, hey, uh, uh, just saw on TV that the uh, government's giving uh, two thousand dollars a month to broke asses like you. Are you and getting two two thousand? Yeah, twelve hundred here. I know, I know. That's why. That's why I haven't pulled the trigger on those Harley Davidson uh, American flag free spirit vintage tees. <laughs> you waiting for your check? <laughs> no, I'm waiting for America to be cooler to rap. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I felt that really deep, actually. That like got me real deep. Um, yeah, I know. It's just weird times, but 
know, I'm going to vote. I'm going to bully all my other friends to vote, and hopefully they're not idiots. Um, but that's all I can do, right? That's all you can do, man. But there's just there's a lot of idiots in the world is the problem. Dumb people, dumb people just bring everything down. I know, man. Like, come on, just like stay home for two weeks. And we can, we got this. Meanwhile, I keep I've seeing been... these photos of people at the beach. I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? Yeah, man, we should have led with this content. I think this would be the hook to get people in because I think people that are listening right now are like furious about um, all these, all these bozos like at the beach and like running on a trail with like hundred other people. Just no, we're we're, we're rewarding we were we are rewarding people who are listening past the hour mark, and you're expecting me to edit. The only edit I'm doing is the two times that your phone cut off, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> did you flag that? <laughs> oh, no, trust me, I already pulled out my. Uh, apparently, I have a gold marker. I already wrote down the timestamp. Yeah. Oh, nice, uh, nice, nice. Yeah. A- Asian, Asian preparedness. Hey, man, we get stuff done. We're like really efficient. We don't miss deadlines either. Yeah, I I love I love uh, I love branding everything as Asian. Like I'll be like, yeah, man, that's just an Asian thing, you know. Just growing up, we were taught to be humble, and my white friends is like, nah, man, we were too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, right. right. <laughs> you know when you you know when you try to claim something, I was like, no, 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 that was from my culture. And then you realize you just said something really general. <laughs> no, but I think I think Asian humbleness is a thing, and I would say in like uh, mixed groups or like crowds that i don't i don't know the people very well like i stay like kind of like out of uh making wild comments or stay out of like really asserting my knowledge base or authority on things um meanwhile you'll have you'll have a guy with a huge beard and holding a micro brew that like wants to tell you how much he loves run the jewels as much as you don't care he's going to force it on you um, and, and I think these are the people that don't have any humbleness. Yeah, no, some people have confidence that they don't deserve. I'm definitely a different person around Asians than none. Really? What do you like around, like, uh, other Asians, uh, aside from myself? But like, you know, I think, like, like, this is me. Like, this is me. Like, I think it's – I don't feel like I can be just completely myself when there aren't – Do they ro- – do they roll their eyes at you? Cause like, you're like kind of more on the creative community side. Like, no, like I, I don't, I don't it, think I so. Like, if, if, if anything is aspirational to, to, to other Asians, honestly. Yeah. I guess like you have like the Asian dudes that like follow the typical, like path of being like super pressured by their families to become like doctors and lawyers or whatever it might be. And then like, they see us out here, like, having podcasts and like copping gear and like going to NBA games all the time. And they're like, man, I want, I want your life, bro. And I'm like, yo, but I want your check though. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a trade off. And no, but I have a lot of like younger people that might follow me and and they kind of know my path to like transitioning from like a nine to five to here. Like it's a very aspirational thing to them. And I love talking to them about it. Just, um, Oh, you be, you be on some role model shit. Yo, I try, man, but only for Asians. Like, I, I close, I close that off. Bro, right? uh, <laughs> no, what? It's like, no, no, no. I, I'll help non-Asians too, man. But like, I definitely will be more inclined to help if, like, you know, I see an Asian avatar. Um, um, when you message me, Dang, I just think, man. 
Uh, no, and but you know anyone what? listening, anyone listening and needs a mentor, a writing mentor, go ahead and change your avatar to an Asian person before <laughs> before DMing Alex. No, but okay, I'm not. I'm not making it sound like there's like hundreds of people that message me, but like, um, the thing for me is just because I know that yo nobody helps us, nobody helps us. Like when you see like I'm not trying to call anyone specifically because I know it's a blind spot for everyone, but when I see sometimes like writers on Twitter, like the other day I think I saw a writer who was like sharing his like favorite books from his bookshelf and, and stuff, and it's like it's just all like generic white sports writers and then books that are like on the number one New York times bestselling list, like books that the general mainstream. No, this is like the books that the mainstream general public are, are very well aware of. And they're at no point. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, stop sharing stories of the same five people. Maybe try to reach out and put some other people on. Nobody makes an effort to put us on. So I'm going to make an effort to try to help people get into the industry that I want to put on. I know, man. Like, what's up with all this off-white? Every sneaker outlet, off-white, off-white, off-white. How about Sakai and Acronym? Come on, man. That I mean, you can't tell me they haven't had some of the most fire collabs in the last three years. Nobody <laughs> talks about them the same way. I love how we moved that to sneakers right away, man. I love it. It's just my first, re- uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction kind of thing. But I feel you, like... Uh, but also, like, I think a lot of this is in speaking to the Asian humbleness. We don't actually ask for help a lot. We don't actually. We, like, we do. We don't. Ask. We build a wall. We, we build this, like, uh, bubble around us. And and I think yeah. I, I think the minute we feel neglected as as an outsider or, or, or don't feel like we're being included, then we just go in our own lane and we really stay in that lane. Yeah. But you built a brand of it. You built a a voice for that. Yeah, so. and we're we're gonna keep building it. We're gonna keep building it here with with your help every other day. It's the I don't know if you noticed it went from every five days to every other day. I'm down, man. I was actually before you hit me today. I was like, man, I had fun recording last night. I wonder if I was gonna hit me. <laughs> I wonder if I was gonna hit me. I wonder if I was gonna hit me and be like, hey, we need to do this again. Yeah. No, this is good. I, t- I feel like we were a little bit more sharp today, and then like some of the issues like uh, that we kind of got bogged down with, we didn't talk about. Uh, <laughs> like like our thirty minute Atlanta. recap, our thirty minute recap of our our Atlanta trip. <laughs> well, the Atlanta trip was pretty cool. I think uh, that can just kind of be touched on throughout. Like we can just reference things there. Um, so. Yeah, I want you I want you to just, you know, in your notes app, whatever it is, just start writing down whatever, like hot takes, statements, and thoughts. Because I feel like one of these episodes, you just got to come off and read them off, and we'll banter about it. Sure, man. I mean, this is, this is, this is just kind of going to go as it goes. And um, I think we just have, like, a pretty good rapport in talking. Um, so let's just keep going with it. Yeah, for sure. All right, that wraps up this episode. Uh, I really appreciate you for doing this again. Even if this if this audio is completely out of sync, it's just going to get published. <laughs> it can't possibly be out of sync this time. No, no, but, it uh, can't possibly be. And for anyone listening, I'm going to reassure you, this is better than our recording last night. So you're getting the good part. No, Content Kings, like, we don't, we don't let a little adversity stop us. We just keep rolling. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, okay. So next time we talk, we can do some more hot takes. 
Uh, we can talk about Fitz. We can talk about NBA All-Star a little bit more in depth, I think, would be cool. Um, and then maybe just, like, what, like, memes you've been enjoying, things like that. Yeah, or, or we don't even plan it, you know? Oh, yeah, we don't have to plan. Okay, call me tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, uh, that actually might happen. So, um, all right, bro, we'll talk soon. Okay, later.